My name is Julian, and this is the Sales Fix Podcast. It's you, the salespeople across the world that make the world a better place. You've brought down prices, you've increased quality, you've caused the guarantee, the warranty, the return policy, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Discussions, interviews, sales quick tips, everything to sharpen the saw and make you a better salesperson. Hey, sales professionals, welcome back to another episode of the Sales Fix Podcast. This is a quick fix episode, and today's quick fix episode is brought to you by my friends at OriginMaine.com. Check out the website OriginMaine, that's Maine with an E because it's in the state of Maine, OriginMaine.com. They make a bunch of clothing that you're really going to like. If you work out, and I work out pretty hard, you're going to like all their compression gear, all their uh, sports stuff. It wears really well. It's really tough stuff. If you're a jiu-jitsu fiend like I am, check out their geese. They're probably some of the best made geese. I think they're the only geese made in the USA, but even if they're not, they're the best made geese in the USA. Highly recommend when I got one. It's fantastic. And then they also have jeans. They have shorts. They have all kinds of stuff. I bought the jeans, best pair of jeans I've ever owned flat out. Check them out at originmain.com. Origin Maine with an E. Let them know you heard about them on the Sales Fix podcast. And again, I appreciate you supporting them, but they're a great company. Even if they weren't sponsoring me, I'd be suggesting that you support them. So check out OriginMaine.com, OriginMaine with an E.com. Okay, let's talk about the uh, quick fix of the day. Boy, there's a lot of stuff that I could cover today, um, but I want to talk a little bit about um, setting the next step. This is something that came up in a couple of recent conversations, uh, how important it is to set the next step and not to leave meetings open-ended, right? So let's imagine you're wrapping up a sales presentation based on your finely tuned and honed instincts. You can tell, eh, it's not going to be today that they close. You sense something's missing or there's another decision maker that needs to be involved. And if you you know that if you push for a decision in the moment, you'll likely cost you the sale overall. So what do you do then, right? Do you just sort of accept the, well, we got to think about it. We need to review it. We need to talk internally that you know is coming. Or do you try to use some pressure to hard close the prospect? Well, actually, I'm not a believer in neither of those options, right? Because you need a strategy to proceed forward, but not one that's based on fake or artificial pressure. And so I strategize uh, the strategy that I like to war- use in two words. And those two words are what's next, right? So you, you've got, at this particular moment, several objectives that you need to focus on. So at this particular moment in the sales interaction, you have some objectives, and they're not to make a sale, right? You Assuming that you've correctly identified that this is a prospect and that they're not going to do business today, what are your objectives? Well, your, pro- your objective number one is to keep the prospect engaged because time will kill all deals. So not to let them disengage, go into the witness protection program, start hiding from you. Objective number two is to keep the trust that you've earned by not attempting to force close. So you've worked some trust to be able to get some time, to be able to get a needs assessment conversation going, to be able to just sort of review all those things. And you don't want to burn it by trying to, you know, getting commission breath and going for a quick sale. And then your third objective is to identify the level of real interest in the prospect and to flush out any specific hesitations or concerns they have um, to see if that's why they want to think about it, right? Is there something underlying that's there? So you you want to get a better sense of, as your third objective of, you know, what's going on in their mind here. Are they stalling for time because they have to run it past the board or are they stalling for time because they've got some concern or some objection that they're being too polite to bring up? So the easiest way to do this is you need to take control of the conversation at this point and you need to proactively suggest the next step or the setting of the next step. If you allow an awkward silence to hit, 
at this particular moment, and you're put in a position where the prospect is forced to step up and take control by default, then you're going to walk out of that meeting with a sense of failure and probably looking desperate to get the business. So you need to take control. Again, remember my philosophy on prospecting and on sales is that we as the salespeople need to bring in the responsibility of providing an excellent experience and having a plan. That's not on them. It's on us. We initiated this entire conversation. So take control and set the next step. Uh, even if that next step is not signing, set a next step. All right, so lock in on the pause in that conversation and you would say something along the line. So at this point, here is what I suggest. Right? I can follow up with these numbers that you requested on both the options we discussed today, which I'll email to you later today. And then why don't we set uh, let's say a meeting on Tuesday afternoon, maybe around 3 p.m. A follow up. We can address any of the questions that you have, and you can let me know if you want to move forward or not at that point. So what you'll notice I'm doing there is I'm setting a very specific calendar step. Why? Well, there's Tony Robbins used to say something that I, I really like. I don't know if he still says it, but I used to hear him say something that I really liked. And what that is, the road of sometime leads to the town of nowhere or not going to happen, right? So if you leave it open-ended, that's not a specific next step. It's too easy to them, them for them to start hiding at that point and this not to make sense. If you make it a suggestion, eliminates any perception of pressuring the prospect. And um, in and mentioning a yes or no decision moment eliminates the open-ended around that consideration period. In other words, what you're saying to them is, I'm going to provide you the information that you need, right? What we've talked about that you need. If you haven't asked what you need, you certainly need to ask, what do you need to see? But once you have that, I'm going to provide you that information. You're going to have this amount of time. And then they may say, Tuesday doesn't work. Can we do Wednesday instead? That's fine. I'm not worried as much about the exact time frame as I am at you saying, here's when we're going to meet and then set the expectation that you are going to get a decision at that point to either move to the next step, whatever next step that is, right? It could be, depending on what you're selling, it could be a variety of different things, but to either move to the next step or to decide not to do business. You're setting the expectation of an answer at that point. And what this approach does is a couple things. First of all, it releases the pressure of the moment. And in doing that, it locks in a consultative nature of the call and the conversation. The second thing it does is it by setting a, a specific next step, you'll flush out prospects' real interest level and also by asking can flush out any hidden objections or concerns that they have. So there's always the possibility that this will flush out an objection at that moment and possibly re-engage the, the prospect actually in the present. So they may say, well, you know, what we are concerned about that we didn't see is what your warranty or service or delivery period is going to look like. Great, you can address that right then and there, right? So sometimes it'll flush out that objection, and then you can move forward, and they're, they're no longer stalling for time because you've addressed the concern. But it's on you to flush that out. You can't count on the prospect telling you what that objection is. Bringing up objections for a lot of prospects is challenging because it forces them to be impolite. And as we know from studying sales science, having, you know, having to be rude is something typically prospects want to be want to avoid, especially if you were nice and respectful to them and they enjoyed working with you. So what this means is you need to flush that out. And by doing that, you will flush this out. You'll get the objections to typically come out here, whether there's something you can address in the immediate or there's something that gets pushed off. Great, I'll get you those numbers by the next meeting. So when they agree to your suggestion, a plan, you follow up with great, just so I'll send you everything you need. Aside from the numbers, is there anything else you need to be able to make a decision on this when we talk on Tuesday? And the key to this idea is that whether or not the next step is buying 
or not buying, the very least it can be is your idea and your plan. You've maintained control of the conversation and you keep things moving forward with the expectation that a yes or no is coming down the line. And what that does is remove this sort of open-ended, we'll talk sometime next week, we'll catch up at some point. You're going to spend a lot less time chasing prospects because you've set the expectation that there is a next step. You've also empowered the no. And if you have studied with me, you know some of the concepts around that. By empowering the no, by letting them know that the no is an option, you push them in that no or yes matrix of making a decision and you avoid the maybes. And we know as salespeople, the maybes are what actually torches us, right? So the specific sales conversation is almost always going to be a higher priority for you than it is for them. Right? You're, you're, you're setting the next step. And if you own that, you're owning it because left in control of your prospect, there's a good chance they will get distracted by other priorities. Things will pop up and they'll stay in the maybe zone because the maybe zone, while it's torture to us, is the place of the most comfort for our prospects. So if you expect them to do something that's uncomfortable, you've got to knock them out of that comfort zone. And the easiest way to do that is to remember your objectives at a time like this when they're giving you this kind of an answer and to make sure that you own the process of setting a specific next step. And again, I'm going to reiterate it because it's important. We'll talk sometime next week is not a specific next step, right? That doesn't that doesn't lead or conclude to anything. A specific next step is here's the information that I'm giving you. How much time do you need to review it? Awesome. Here is a specific time for us to discuss your reviewing of it, to answer any questions that may have come up from you or the other people that you're sharing it with. And then at that meeting, you can let me know if you want to move forward or if you don't want to move forward. That is setting a specific next step. And it's probably probably one of the easiest areas to lose sales because most salespeople will tell you their pipeline isn't filled with a lot of people that said no as much as it's a lot of filled with a lot of people that are quote unquote thinking about it. And that's very, very frustrating for both you and your sales manager because thinking about it is not really something that people do over a prolonged period of time, right? So we know typically it's a silent no. It's a, I'm, I'm just going to ignore you. But we never get closure on it as salespeople if we don't empower that yes or no conversation. And this is how we're doing it. Awesome. I hope this was useful. And if it was, do me a favor, click share, click like on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to this podcast. Please feel free to write me a review if you'd like, or rank me, star me, whatever the uh, the indicators are, again, on the podcast platform that you are, or even better, share this podcast with a friend or coworker. Always appreciate your support. I hope you're all doing well, and we'll catch up with you on the next Sales Fix podcast. You've been listening to the Sales Fix podcast. For more sales tactics and tips, visit the blog section at salesfix.com. That's SalesFix with two X's. We're on Twitter at SalesFix, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you'd like help training your sales team, email us at info at salesfix.com.